0: I'm going through that moment now i am working my ass off now i am hitting all the nutrition i am lifting six days a week i am walking 45 minutes seven days a week like i'm on this mission now right i have to live it because i saw my boy live it i saw you come out on the other side i was like wait a second i was sick and tired of looking at myself in the mirror
1: and not being proud of the man that i saw i was sick and tired Mm. of people telling me how much potential i had but i didn't feel those things Why? Because I was getting my ass handed to me in the competition with my own mind. My mind was calling me to do better, be better, and I wasn't
0: stepping up. What's up guys, we are back. This is The Determined Society. I'm your host, Sean French, and I have another badass guest today. That uh, Man, I can tell you what, he's one of the most well-spoken, disciplined men that I have ever had the pleasure of meeting and being able to call a friend. He is a speaker, a coach. He is the founder of the Academy of Maximized Potential. His in-your-face-but-on-your-side message cuts deep to the core of all of our hearts and gets us to move in a direction that we know we can become our best selves. So without further ado, I want to introduce my friend, my boy Nick Connor,
1: Frenchie is a great nickname. We always add Y's to names. My nickname in in in, uh, in ball was a uh, Nicky C, so that's the way it goes. But um, <laughs> I was gonna
0: I was gonna say, what do they call you, NCon or NC? Like, what was it? Yeah, Nicky C, Nicky C, Nicky C. That's a good one. But hey, man, we we
1: we should be moved away from
0: those uh, old old baseball
1: sports nicknames and uh, Daddy and Papa and all those things. Sound pretty yeah. good too, right?
0: Bro, I, I absolutely. You know, it's uh, one of those things that you hear over and over and over again and you know, you got to be careful to like not, you know, assume that as your complete identity. It's something that we are, but like man, no, getting away from those old nicknames. It makes sense because I mean, how many versions ago was that? Like how many Sean Frenchs ago was the the baseball player at LSU? I mean, and and I would like to ask you the same question. How many versions ago is that Nikki C? Oh man, <laughs> it, I mean, that, that seems like
1: decades ago. I mean, it's creeping up on, you know, two decades, not quite two decades, but it's been a long time. Yeah. But I, I have great memories from sports and I don't have the kind of the sad story that a lot of guys will share about their sports experience. Mm. I mean, I feel like I milked every single bit of talent that I had out and got a great opportunity to play at the D1 level and, and play some minor league baseball and all that good stuff. But, but, dude, if I'm not evolving every year in my life now, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Like, if I'm dealing with the same problems that I had last year, I feel like I'm not growing. So, like, I'd say in the last five years, it's been
0: quantum, quantum leaps away from who I was back then. But, Bro, I, w- I will say, since I've known you over the last two years, you've had a huge quantum leap. Right. And we were talking about this before we hopped on the show. I made a joke or you know, a compliment about the the most handsome, most well spoken man I know. Man, I gotta tell you, everything about you from the time I met you, you were the dude back then, but you have dialed in so narrowly on everything that you need to do on a day-to-day basis that you're you have turned into this fucking just this animal, bro. And like every time I see something that you're doing. Every time that I'm hearing a speech pattern of yours, I'm like, the fuck are you talking to me again? Like, what the fuck, man? This guy's cutting so deep and he's in my face, but it's done with such love and care. And like, dude, you are absolutely doing some amazing things right now and you have it all dialed in. And I just want, I want you to explain to the audience that shift because there was a moment, right? You've always coached men, but there was this moment, like, that I can see from afar. I mean, you're in Estonia, I'm here in Florida. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Nick just has been in the lab and he's like, he's straight up Eminem right now. Like, that's what it feels like.
1: Well, man, I mean, it's, thank you. I I receive it. And the message cuts deepest when you talk about things that there's like deep conviction in knowing. Like, Mm. well, I know, what I'm saying because I'm living it and I'm being it. And that is why my content shifted and not even necessarily massive growth uh, or huge opportunities that came from people seeing the message, but the depth of the response is so like, it's such a reminder to me that every day that man, people need the truth people right now mm-hmm. more than ever are seeking truth and when i just started talking to my previous self 6 months ago 12 months ago it through the content speaking honestly about what i needed to hear 6 months ago 12 months ago shoot maybe even that morning that's when my content really started to resonate with a lot of people so mm. you know when 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 i hear you say that i have heard it from several people and of course i'm speaking from a perspective of a man. And so m- men are mainly the ones that are reaching out. And also, I realized like there's a lot of men that aren't as willing as you are to do what you just did. It's difficult for most men to acknowledge another man. And I would say yeah. one of the biggest shifts in my life that helped me start to really grow and address my character was when not only was I willing to acknowledge that I didn't have all the answers and I needed help. But when I was willing to go to another man and say, "I respect you. I I see how you're living. I want to live how you're living. Can you teach me? Can you show me how?" That takes that takes uh, that takes a lot for a man to be willing to do that. So for those that are listening, what Sean just did is evidence of his growth and his maturation, his determination, what he's had to overcome. Because humility comes with that. Man, like. And, and, and so when I think about a turning point, there's been so many, but the, the one that comes to mind right now is when I was willing to acknowledge another man for his strengths, ask him for advice or support, or even just say, Hey, bro, I see what you're doing. Like keep doing you. Mm -hmm. That's when a lot of things started to change in my life, man.
0: No, dude, that's powerful. And and you're right for a lot of years, you know, the immature Sean would just. Would would be silently clapping. It's 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 more for me to truly understand and respect what a man like you is doing, and then tell you. I mean, I mean, like straight up, man. Like what I've seen from you over the last year has been outside looking in, at astronomical growth as a human being, and it has helped so many men. You know, hearing that message, but but also too, dude. Like it's helped me. Like I don't know. And I'm going to tell you, man, there was a point, man, I'd say about shit, four months ago, maybe five months ago. And I realized that, you know, kind of like what you said in your uh, Academy of Maximized Potential video is like, you're, you've been so busy taking care of other people, Mm -hmm. getting your life to that point when you're on that fucking vacation, you have the wife that you have, you have the beautiful children, but you're scared to take your fucking shirt off at the pool that day because you gained 25 pounds and now you're dealing with a problem that you never thought you would have. Yeah. So I've been dealing with that. Mm. I'm I'm struggling through it now. And I think one of the biggest, I think the biggest things I could ever do for myself and my audience is always be real and be straightforward with where I'm at personally. Because I think that brings people closer to you because they know you're not some bullshit hack yeah. with a house of cards, right? That's about the fall. I'm going through that moment now. I am working my ass off now. I am hitting all the nutrition. I am lifting six days a week. I am walking 45 minutes, seven days a week. Like I'm on this mission now, right? I have to live it because I saw my boy live it. I saw you come out on the other side. I was like, wait a second. Why am I not acting like this? Why am I not living life like this? Because I'm incongruent right now with who I truly am inside. But the version of Sean that people are seeing is not the dude. Mm -hmm. And if, and if the people on the outside Aren't seeing the real Sean. I'm like, man, how's that affecting my wife and my children? That's when it fucking smoked me right in the face. It's like, okay, enough. Yeah. But there were setbacks. And there were like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. You know, it's just one meal. I went to the gym three days this week. It was better than zero. Now, nah, fuck that. Those are cop outs. And so, you know, here's what I'm telling you. And I'm telling the world now that I'm fucking coming for it all. Yeah, man.
1: And, 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 and that is no threat to my perspective and my approach and my commitment to do the same thing. And, and again, competition is necessary and it's happening whether you like it or not. And that's no surprise for us. We come from that world and there's a lot of narrative around you know who's competing should we compete i don't think it's a question of if we if or should we it's happening we're we're competing mm-hmm. in the world and the competition that most men are losing in their lives is the one that they're having with their self they're competing with the thing that's actually going to help them win which is that voice inside their head that's calling them to go to the gym Mm -hmm. Instead of sleep in, their consciousness is calling them to show up home after a hard day work of work, free mentally to be there emotionally uh, and and present with your kids and your wife. We know what to do. Our voice, Mm -hmm. that thing inside of our head for most men is calling them to improve, to be better. But most men are getting their asses handed to them in that competition. And so what I had to do, Sean, I had to start looking at it as a game. We're we're, we're one of two things as, as human beings, and I believe this, we're either toward motivated or we're away motivated. We're motivated for the potential that we could have a certain type of relationship or have a certain type of home, or we're motivated to write a book or get booked for a certain stage. That would be toward motivated. But some of us are away motivated. I was sick and tired of looking at myself in the mirror and not being proud of the man that I saw. I was sick and tired Mm. of people telling me how much potential I had, how much talent or how good looking or handsome I was, how articulate and charismatic I am. But I didn't feel those things. Why? Because I was getting my ass handed to me in the competition with my own mind. My mind was calling me to do better, be better. And I wasn't stepping up and winning that, that, that competition. If you don't like the world competition, think of it as a test, a test. We're getting tested every day. And our bodies, society, pretty much everything happening in the world, the test is to make us show up less than we're capable of being. We're tempted Mm -hmm. to consume. We're tempted to waste time. We're tempted to be distracted. We're even tempted by our wives who love us more than anybody in the world, hopefully, if you're lucky and fortunate, like I think you and I are. (laughs) But they still test us. So mm-hmm. How are you passing the test? And here's what I found after the commitment that I made. It was about two years ago when I made the decision that I was going to stop losing that battle. I was going to start winning the battle in my mind and show up every day and be the best version of myself. And as I started to win that victory, I found that I wasn't losing as many battles with my wife when she tested me. I learned that I wasn't mm. as impatient with my two and a half year old daughter who's downstairs screaming half the time when I'm on a coaching call and somebody's paying me a lot of money. Like I started winning those tests. And that's when I realized this idea that you referenced there about putting yourself first. Mm-hmm. Selfish selflessness. There's a lot of fancy names for it, but what is it really? Dude, it's yeah. doing you so that you can fulfill yourself and overflow positivity, love, love, all the things you value into the people that you're
0: responsible for.
1: That's what it's about, man.
0: Dude, I think, and I know, and, and I want to point to this because you're talking about the battle of your mind. You know, we see it all over social media. You know, the big guys in the space like Andy Sale talk about it, it's you versus you every single day. The only competition is you versus you. Look in the mirror. That's your person. Yeah. That's who you have to become better than every single day. And I think the problem is, you know, we get so bogged down in consuming and scrolling, and you know, trying to beat the next guy because we feel if we can be better than that other person, then we're going to have all the success. Man, their success means fucking nothing in in this in in the realm of what you can create for yourself. The reality is, if you can win that battle with your mind every single day, and I listened to a podcast this afternoon when I was walking. I, my my buddy Eric Rock has this awesome podcast, "Man on a Mission," he had Cole Hatter on. Oh, yeah. And Cole. Cole Hatter was talking about huh, what's that? Cole's great. Cole's great. And, you know, he, he you know, he, he met Goggins in 2019. And Goggins told him, man, if you want, it sounds like what you need is to become, you know, you got to win that battle. Uh, you got, he goes, you hate running? Well, that, that's, you have to run. Because if you can create this mental discipline and toughness to you, then you're going to win so many more battles in your business and your relationships. And you just alluded to that fact. And it's very important to understand that, you know, in those moments, we don't want to get up and go to the gym. Those are the moments you have to go because that is your, that is your conscious and your sub, your subconscious fighting each other like crazy. And if you give in to that, you know what, I'm just going to sit here. I worked out yesterday. It's fine. Then the next time you have to make a tough decision, you're going to fucking lose.
1: Very few don't. Very few don't lose that second decision. And I learned that about myself. I learned that when I, when I don't make a decision that I feel like I, that I should, um, I generally will make the next decision the same way. And mm. I learned that about myself. And that, that, that is my addiction. You know, I, I know addiction. I don't throw that word out lightly. My father was an a, a alcohol and drug addict, ultimately lost mm-hmm. his life as a result of those things. I, I, I know addiction intimately. So I don't throw that word around lightly. But that was my addiction. And still in many ways, like most addicts, it will always be my Achilles heel. It's that I'm not the dude that can just have one. I'm not that no. dude. It doesn't work with Lay's potato chips. Doesn't work with alcohol. <laughs> does, didn't work with women. It didn't mm-hmm. work with... Uh, uh, it it doesn't work with the decision to step one, put one foot, which is what I had to do when I decided I'd wake up at, at at three 58 AM. I just had to pass the test of, I'm just going to take one foot out of bed and put it on the ground. I had to Mm. minimize it to that so that I would pass that test. And the mornings that I didn't take that foot out and put it on the ground when the alarm went off, guess what I did? I slept in. Went back to sleep. And then I would generally not go to the gym that morning. And then I would not do my routine. I would not connect Mm -hmm. to my source. I would not do the things that I know work for me. And then, well, Andy Frazella, you mentioned Andy, and I know you're a first form guy now. Um, Yeah. One of the things that Andy got into a conversation with, with Wes Watson back in the day, who I respect both of them because they motivate by away motivation. I can't, Mm -hmm. I I hope everybody heard what I was saying there. I didn't really finish the thought. You got to understand how you're motivated. When I listen to an Andy Frazella or a Wes Watson, it's very different than when I listen to a Les Brown or a Brene Brown or a um, Lewis Howes. They're very toward motivating. Uh, I would even say Tony Robbins is heavily toward motivating. They, they push you to think about what could be. Andy Frazella, why I love him, is because he talks about what you're not going to have, what you're gonna continue to experience if you stay the same. So that's why those podcasts are worth listening for me. Who is worth yeah. listening for you? For those of you listening, you got to figure that out. So where I was going with Andy is that when we don't pass these tests, when we lose that competition, when we don't pass the, the test, the, the battle of our mind, we get into what they, what they call or introduce to me karmic debt. I had never heard of karmic debt before. I don't know if you are familiar Mm -hmm. with it. What did you say it was? Karmic debt. And this is, if you've never heard of it, bro, this is going to blow your mind. You're going to go down a rabbit hole, but everybody should write this down. It blew my mind. Karmic debt is when you make a decision, you don't pass the test. And you know, in your mind, dang, I should have went to the gym. Dang, Mm -hmm. I told myself I was going to wake up when the alarm went off. I hit the snooze. You're doing that. In the future. What happened was in the past, and when you're thinking about it is in the future. So, that time that passes from the moment that you made the decision to all that time that you're spending thinking about it, that time that's passed is called karmic debt. And every minute, every hour that you're thinking about a past decision, you're not making a decision for your future. That's how I understand karmic debt. If you're Mm. spending an hour today, thinking about what you did yesterday, you are operating in karmic debt. And, 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 and so karmic debt is about energy. It's about how much energy and time are you putting into past decisions? And when you start to, let's say that you, okay, karmic debt. Okay, cool, Nick. Um, when you start to prove to yourself that you can do the hard thing, whether it's four sets of burpees, uh, Uh, 25 burpees instead of two or waking up at five instead of six, or, you know, putting your cell phone down for the three hours that you're with your family at night. When you decide to do that thing, that's difficult for you to do for a week, for two weeks, for three weeks, you'll understand what karmic debt is because your mind, your conscious will be free from thinking so much in the past. And you'll realize, fuck, how much energy have I been putting into thinking about my past decisions. And when you realize that you start to appreciate time, you start to have real gratitude, um, mm. for, for the, the moment, uh, which allows you to be present. And so this is about character development. I think that what you've seen in me, uh, because I know it's something that you value because it's something that you have, which is high character. So I think that mm. maybe what you've seen from me, Sean, is that my character is more congruent with my message. And ultimately, as influencers, as thought leaders, authors, speakers, what we do is a commodity at this point. But who we are is really how we level up. Who we are being is really what is going to separate us from everybody else saying pretty much the same things, doing pretty much the same things. And so... That's what I try to work with my clients on, man. And, and, and I'm doing that because that's what works for me. Okay. I'm trying to sell what works for me now and nothing else.
0: Yeah, The thing that I love most about everything that you're doing and, and, and the true reason why it resonated with me is because I knew you were speaking to your former self. That's dope it, that you get that. Most people don't get that people don't yeah you see see that's that's a difference and that's why when i when i choose to respond on one of your one of your you know videos it's because i like it's 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 resonating deeply because i know where you were going with it i understand that that's why there's so much passion about you know the relationships your body your your relationship with your children you're speaking to your former self that's the content that's the message that hits home for the people that want to be better you know a lot of people would would you know like you said you have this in your face type um but by your side approach man i i just don't see it as in your face right because i'm listening to it i'm like oh shit like this is enlightenment here this is great. He's able to speak this freely because he's working through his own shit. He's on the other side and now he's helping other men do it. So, you know, major applause, dude, because it it's uh it's just it's a, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air, dude. There's not enough people out there putting real shit out and there's a lot of fake influencers. There's a lot of people that are talking about shit that they're not doing and we can't control that right? We can't control that aspect of it, but what we can control and damn sure should control is how we're operating in our daily lives, how we're putting in the work and how we're showing up for others. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, I've, I've, I've been a version of pretty much everything that people get accused of being in this space. Mm. And the reason I have a heart for people slide into my DMS with a terrible approach. (laughs) Individuals who have never coached anybody selling that they're going to teach somebody how to build a coaching business. Like, Mm -hmm. dude, I've, I've done all those things. I've, I've been hypocritical because I've talked about things that were hypothetical in my life. Meaning, a majority of the time I wasn't living or at the mm. very least committed to living what I was talking about. And that was my character growth that I needed. I was willing to put in the work to create the video, the piece of content. I was re- willing to show up and put myself out there. We, these are all things that we're encouraged to do as we pursue personal development. So on one hand, I was personally developing. I was showing up. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, you know, faking it till you make it, which some people agree with regardless if you agree or disagree. I was speaking life into a future that I saw for myself as a speaker and a coach. And even though I felt unqualified, I tried to show up as if I was. So that could be positive. Oh, good job, Nick. But on the same token, when I wasn't getting sales and I wasn't making sales calls consistently, I wouldn't do what I was talking about. I wouldn't remind myself of the wins I've had in the past. I wouldn't sit down and put myself in the chair and just dial anyway. So there were hypocrisies in the way that I was living. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's a part of the journey for everybody. There's, there, the problem is, is that when your character doesn't allow you to acknowledge your hypocrisy, that's mm-hmm. when it becomes a problem. That's when ego and arrogance maybe even entitlement becomes a problem like one of the big things i think that is an issue in the in the space that we're in is that you can start wherever you're at charge whatever you want to charge offer whatever you want to offer but where it becomes a problem is when you think that you've earned the right to to be on Andy Frazella's podcast before you've ever earned the right to be on Andy Frazella's podcast like the law of compensation is real. And I have to remind mm-hmm. myself all the time of this, Sean, because like, look, dude, I've, I've done pretty well. I, I've, you know, I've, I've been coaching out for 10 years. I make a living can provide for my family. I, I I've checked some boxes in terms of speaking engagements, wrote a book, all these things. Cool. But I still feel like I am a nobody in this industry in terms of mm-hmm. authority, credibility, all that stuff. So I have to remind myself, like, Nick, you've been in this for 10 years. But there's things that you haven't done yet. And these things are things that will give you the opportunity to get into that space, will give you the credibility to get offered to be in that space. Because it's real easy to be like, damn, why isn't Andy calling? Damn, why mm-hmm. isn't Lewis Howes calling at the School of Greatness? Why aren't these things happening? Law of compensation. Your character hasn't developed enough, Nick. Where can you grow? Who can you become? There's a reason why people, men, lose their relationships. And it's not always because of the girl. There, you know, there's a reason why somebody's going on job after view after job interview, job interview after job interview, and they're not getting the job. And it's not always the fault of the boss. Like, so for you know, we entered into this, and the reason I brought it up because we were talking about seeing other coaches do things. And and the hypocrisy that we see in it, and it's like, yes, there is hypocrisy in it, and we all kind of operate that way at times in our lives, Mm -hmm. but the real hypocrisy is not being willing to admit it, not being able to, being willing to acknowledge in yourself that you have some character areas that need to grow, no matter what you're doing in your life. Now, for us, it's extra important. Like, Mm -hmm. I used to sell helping coaches, you know, get to their first 10K in a month, and that was cool and everything but I stopped doing that. Not because it didn't work or anything like that. I did. I stopped doing it because I believed in something different and it was around character development. But if I went back and coached coaches, like if I was working with you and and we weren't just friends, well, shoot, even though we are friends, I'm so excited for what you're doing with the fitness commitment and the nutrition commitment and discipline, because I know that that's a character thing. You Hmm. are going to be more congruent. Your podcast is going to go get even bigger. Your content's going to get even better because your conscious was calling you to get into better shape and you answered the call. So you do that. You wake up early. I wake up early. I, I prioritize fitness. We have families. If you don't have a family, if you don't want to get fit, if you don't, um, have a podcast, fine. What is the thing in your conscious that's calling you? What is calling you in your life to be better? Don't compare yourself to what Sean and I are doing if you don't have a desire to get fit or wake up at 3.58 a.m. But if you do, don't hate on what you gave up on. If you get called out because you see somebody like me posting 3.58 a.m. every day, be humble enough to say, I'm getting called out. And this triggers me because I know I want to do that. When you hear Sean talking about, being a better husband, being a better father, when you see, see him calling out these, these youth coaches who, who are like so far out of their mind for the expectations they're placing on their kids and, and you feel called out by that, maybe, maybe you're kind of that dude. And yeah. Man, like what we get to do, Sean, is ultimately we get to help people acknowledge the flaws in their character and, and the growth in their character. And we're better at that when we... Are doing that to ourselves.
0: So, like, damn, bro, like, we get paid for this? It's wild. (laughs) I tell you what, man it's it's funny because I'm sitting here listening, and we're talking about character, right? And how you are if you're if you're if you're incongruent with who you really are, or if you're incongruency. Like, dude, like, it's straight up. I felt so incongruent over the last shit, man. Probably six, seven months because I just completely let the physical part of me go. And it's a small thing for me. Here's what happened with me. I had this weird, you know, little fucking thing on my back. And it was like a pre-cancer thing. Mm -hmm. We go in, we get it removed. My wife goes to Ecuador. The very next day, I barely have anybody to change my dressings, right? So I have to like go to the actual dermatologist, change my dressings, drive an hour so my mom can change my dressing so that way it doesn't get infected. And But when I lifted... It hurt because it was in the very middle of my back. And anytime I would, you know, you just feel it, just pull. That took me so off track. That was last, fuck man, it's been almost a year. That was last August. Yeah, And I was finally getting to that point where I was, you know, 202 pounds. I was starting to tighten up and I was like that one thing threw me completely off track. And I firmly believe the struggles that I'm facing now, whether it's with my, with my show growth, maybe revenue within the business, all goes back to that one fucking moment. I let up, I stopped. So now I can sit here and I can, just like you said, I can either hate on what I gave up on or I can just say, hold on a second, dude. Like you want to get back in that energy? You want to get back to that? Then fucking go. And I, I partnered, like you said, you, you alluded to, I partnered up with first form. They saw something in me. That was the catalyst for me to say, wait a second, the biggest supplement mar- uh, brand on the fucking planet, w- one that the, the CEO is Andy Vercello, who I've been inspired by since his first podcast, MFCO project. I'm like, Oh dude, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up because you are going to expose yourself in the nastiest way if you do. So let's dial back into it. Let's infuse myself back in that culture. Let me live that lifestyle and let's see what the fuck I can create. Because for me, if I can be congruent in that part of my life, my speech pattern gets better. I'm still not to the point where I feel like my speech pattern is where it needs to be. Like, there's moments that it comes back, but then there's moments where I'm in low energies. Like straight up, dude, this morning, lowest energy I've been in in two weeks. Man, it was low energy. I was just frustrated, angry. What I do? Well, I went out for an hour walk. You know, I had I had to sweat a little bit. I got in the sun. I knew I had to, I knew I got to be on this call with my boy today and have a great conversation that might inspire some people. I owed it to not just myself, but to you and to the community listening to get off my ass and fucking walk. And, oh, by the way, it was an act of rest rest days. That's what I needed to do anyway. But I want to be in a better energy. I don't want to be on this call with you, you know, talking about all this stuff and then knowing that I let myself sit in my own pool of piss. It's not how it works. Dude, it's
1: so powerful. And because what you're talking about is and what you're revealing very like dude it's it's visceral bro like i i could mm-hmm. get i could feel the depth of the conscious incongruence that you are in we're in and mm-hmm. you were using p- powerful words someone say words that are like you're like mentally hard on yourself like mm-hmm a personal development person would, the, who, who doesn't hold space very well would want to come in and interrupt that and be like, hold on a minute. Like listen to what you just said about yourself, but no, man, you, you, you've gone into the darkness and you've mm-hmm. gone into the darkness with the truth. And number one, that's not easy to do. Most people aren't willing to do that. And yeah. you've expressed very clearly the way that you feel when you're not doing what you know you need to do. And the response has to be inspiring for people because of that. If you're not inspired by somebody who says from a place that they were in, where they were, were new, the depths of their decisions were taking them mentally, emotionally, spiritually, maybe even financially, uh, th- th- they recognize that they are the biggest problem in their life. And then they mm-hmm. actually do something about it. If that doesn't inspire you to address what's going on in your life, I don't know what will, but- Here's the reason why most don't, because they're not willing to go into the dark. They're not willing to look at the truth and maybe they can't see it, but most people actually can. Sean, I've been on thousands of hours of coaching calls. I've been a one-on-one coach for over a decade now. I've talked to men, women, CEOs, first-time salespeople, and everything in between. Most people know what they need to do and are aware of the fact that they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I would entertain a whole bunch of other stuff to get them out of that place. Teaching them tactics, teaching them time management, mm-hmm. teach them how to overcome objections. I know you're a sales guy. God, uh, among that's really never case. Things, you're not just a yeah. sales guy. But none of that matters. If they're not able to get over the fact that they're not doing what they know they need to do. And that's why, dude, I've just stripped everything away, even in my own life. It's like, okay, yes, I need to be improving with skills and tactical, that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I can't go a day without answering the call because this is the margin that we live in. Give me one second. That lighting was causing like a crazy glare on my face. Yeah, I noticed it. (laughs) Isn't it like
0: What day is it in Estonia? Dude, dude, the sun doesn't
1: really go down in Estonia for everybody. The sun is up pretty much 24 seven here. And um, funny, funny, no shit about that. You know, I wake up at three 58 AM and I document this um, daily for accountability for myself is how it started. But now I've realized like, oh, people are actually following and inspired and some people are getting up earlier. So it's cool. And uh, for a long time, I would record making a coffee and it was light outside So I started getting messages like, bro, you're not waking up early anymore. Like you're, you're, you're faking the funk. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's light every morning. It gets bright light outside at like 2 45 AM here. It's basically daylight outside. So uh, for all you haters out there,
0: you know, go fuck yourself.
1: Um, but yeah, go fuck (laughs) off, but, uh,
0: test my integrity. You dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) but dude, what, what, what we're, what you're talking about is the margin and people call it momentum but it's like a Delta in our lives. We we have this Delta and the Delta for you toward motivated people. The truth about the Delta is that right now you're in the negative and I've been there. I know what it's like to have a negative yeah. balance in my bank account. Uh, or maybe your relationship makes you feel bankrupt. Uh, or maybe you're putting in a bunch of effort and it doesn't seem like it's paying off right now. But the truth is, is that you're, really not that far away from breaking through you're 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 one more day uh ed Milet would say one more day one more you're mm-hmm. one more moment my thing is you're one test away from breaking through and getting to the other side but if we want to accept that like i'm a christian i think you're a christian we both believe yes. in god certainly mm-hmm. if you believe in jesus you also got to believe in the adversary and so the opposite is true here that if you're that close to getting breaking through and getting to the other side that means that you're also that close to losing all that momentum all that progress mm. all that all that hard work that momentum that energetic state flow state is fickle and mm-hmm. so when we make a decision to not do what it is that we know we need to do we have taken that step back and that step back is felt it's real we just talked about karmic debt that's how you feel not taking that step. You, you know, you, you know, for me, it's, if I don't take the step, I'm generally not taking the next two or three steps. That's how it's felt. So if we want to believe in all these aspirational and, in, in, in platitudes of personal development, and we want to be inspired by all of that, we also need to embrace that there's a negative side. There's a light and dark to everything. Uh, I've experienced it in my life, I know the depths of my evil inside of me. I've said things in my marriage, Sean, that I never thought I would hear come out of my mouth.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: I've, 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 I've done things, bro, in my life. I've been in places mentally I never thought I would get. I've done things. I know I'm a dangerous person. I know that. I know that. I can be a danger to myself, and I can be a danger to others. Mm-hmm. But I also know how giving and loving and kind and compassionate, how spirit-filled I am. And so it's the polarity. And the thing that people miss, especially Christians, for you Christians listening, especially you Christian men, do your men's group, bro. Mm. Go to your, do your devotional. But you got to get up off your knees when you're done praying, man you got to leave the room, the comfort of that room with your brothers and go out into the world. And it's like, what are you doing? How powerful are you showing up in those times, in those spaces? And it's like, who, who are you actually being when it gets tough? Because that's where we feel the power. Like, bro, when I started working up earlier in the morning, I was having spiritual experiences. I was so available energetically to receive. Hmm. I was so grateful for the moment of peace and quiet and actually proving to myself that I could put that foot out on the floor. When I said I would, dude, I'd be in tears going to going to the gym. No music. I always cry when I listen to Christian music. There's something that Christian, yeah. that that's how I became a follower, man, because same. Elevation same worship music, man, is the best in the world. It was in my backyard for so long, but I cry all the time when I listen to Christian music, but no music, bro, just in tune. And so if you believe in the conscience and you believe in that voice that we're referencing and you're a Christian, then we call that generally the Holy Spirit. You become available to the promptings, to the message, to the voice that's calling you to be better and do better. And it is that simple. You either listen or you don't. Binary. You pass the test, or you don't. You get to feel high
0: levels of energy, or you don't. Mm. You know, it all goes back to that one point where you said, "You know, I'm hearing the powerful language." Most people would stop you. You've gone to the darkness, brother. I don't think you could ever come out on the other end if you don't choose to fucking dive into that darkness, dude. Like, I don't. I don't think I've ever created anything worth shit in this life if i didn't just take a minute to feel where the fuck i'm at Mm. as dark as it may be and close my eyes and not run from that moment come on but just to lean into that suffering if you cannot lean into the suffering there is no light there is no reward there is no success you have to be able to feel that pain of the suffering that you're going through whether it's financial physical, relationship, emotional, spiritually, it doesn't matter. You have to feel it because if you don't feel it, you can't appreciate the good moments. And that's for me, that's where I'm at. A lot of people would say, Sean, you're being way too hard on yourself. You're loving, you're a great father. You're this, you're that. Fucking stop. I'm not the fucking man God created me to be. Let's yet. go. So, so if, you, if, if you can sit there and you can be happy for the mediocrity that you might be right now, then by all means, because when you go to those pearly gates and God introduces you to the person that you don't recognize that was supposed to be you, that's my biggest fear. Hmm. That's my biggest fear. So I'm running away from that. Like, I don't want that. I am a big away from motivator, right? Like I, I know where I'm at right now and I want to run away from it. You know, and, and, and maybe I might be best served running towards something, visualizing something that more beautiful, like, what am I going to look like in 12 months, but it doesn't work for me. Well, I I want to resonate with the current pain I'm in right now. The people that want to feel it. Absolutely. And, and,
1: and I love what you're saying because I, it's an important, it's an important thing to discuss, especially for, for men. The, the worst thing that. The best thing and the worst thing, or not worst, but the hardest thing, the best thing for me was that I was raised by my mother. She was incredible, raised us on her own and mm. was the most nurturing, kind, caring, compassionate soul that I know. Um, but it was also the hard created the hardest thing for me to overcome, which is that I was too m- driven by my feelings. I was, I was too concerned with how I felt. I would do things based on how I felt. And a lot of that was nurture, mm-hmm. but it went against nature. And make no mistake about it, our nature as men has been created based on evolution. And we have survived because we've been willing to go into the darkness. We've been willing to go mm-hmm. on the hunt. We've been willing to go to battle. We've been willing to uh, you know, jump in front of uh, the, the, the bullet. Time and time again, you hear stories of men that were willing to do things that were very dark. And frankly, this is how we as a society have evolved. We men are necessary pillars in society in order for it to thrive. And the problem is, is that people think that the woke agenda and uh, the attack on masculinity is new. Bro, this has been going on since exodus, bro. You need to dig into the word. And even if you don't like Jesus or the Bible or religion, go read Exodus and read what the Egyptians, what the Pharaohs tried to do uh, with the Hebrew women to make them kill the newborn baby boys, not the females, the baby boys. Society wants power. The people in power want control. Controlling a society is about demoralizing, uh, demasculizing the men. And, And so... I respect women. Like I just said, I, I am sure. so grateful I wouldn't be who I am without my mother who raised us, who is a huge, huge part of my life. I have three sisters. I have a wife and a daughter. Like, I honor women. But, bro, we got to step up as men. And we can't, can't be surprised that uh, there's an attack happening. Well, why are people surprised? Because they're not willing to consider the darkness of the world. When I think of determination, mm. I think of somebody like you. I think of somebody like Oprah. I think of myself uh, and not because I'm determined to get clients or build a business or Oprah is determined to be a great talk show host. I see determination because I see the evil, the capacity for evil and wrongdoing in people because we can be determined to destroy ourselves. We can be mm-hmm. determined to do bad things at time, to self-sabotage, to hurt. I've been all of those things. I've heard stories about Oprah Winfrey being those things at times. I've seen you self-sabotage. You've admitted to it here on this call. Mm -hmm. Determination is is to do good and you can also be determined to do bad. There's light and dark to everything. And to not acknowledge that in yourself is not only hypocritical, it's hypocrisy. And and so, yeah, man, um,
0: gotta be willing to go into the darkness. We could talk all day long about this. No, I mean, and I think it's I think it's needed, man, because like I can I can relate this to you you said that you can't just be that one. I can't just have that one free to lay chip. I can't have that one beer. Like, dude, like I make decisions in my life currently based on the darkness. Okay. I know where I'm gonna go if I do XYZ. Right? If I didn't walk today, I knew I wouldn't wake up tomorrow to go to the gym. I know if yesterday. I said, okay, let's go over to so and so's house. Let's have some beers. I'm fucked. Like, I, I, I'm not that just one person. I don't have addictions. Okay. I don't have that, but I know how to self sabotage myself. That's, that's a double whatever. I know how to self sabotage, right? That's something that I can go through and in, in, in understand unequivocally that, okay, if I go do this right now, I'm going to play to those loud voices in my head that that tell me I ain't shit, Yeah, right? And I'm going to honor them too much instead of now I'm just trying to suffocate them by giving them zero opportunity to present more evidence that I am that weak bitch, right? And for the people that are listening right now, I'm interested to hear your opinions, right? Because we're touching on some topics today, like going into the darkness and understanding how you self-sabotage yourself. Shoot me some emails, some questions like you guys want answered because at sean.french at the determined society.com, because here's the thing, guys, there is an attack on our society. Look at everything that's going on in America. I can't speak of what's going on in Estonia, but it begs the the thing that Nick just talked about. The only way that the people in charge can have that control is if men are weak. Yeah, 100%. And it's very, I I mean, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, no, John. I'm just, I'm on a rant. I'm just saying, because the, the bottom line is like the people doing nothing out there in their lives, whether you're male or female, is because you're not fucking listening to yourself. Yeah. You know what you need to do. Everybody knows what they need to do. Now, when it comes to building businesses, there are certain strategies that you need to follow. Hell, I'm still working through that, but I'm talking about it at a personal level. Yeah. Like, you know, when you go out to, went, went out to lunch with my wife and my daughter yesterday, there's a great place called Christoph's on McGregor here in Fort Myers. Christoph. I love their burgers. Love their burgers. Love their fucking Cajun jambalaya. Their chicken alfredo. I got a fucking salad with grilled chicken. Wasn't fun, but I knew what I had to do. Now, I could have given in. Could have given in. Yep. Uh, it's just one, but it's never about that. Right? So we we, we know as human beings. We can talk about it sort we're blue in the face.
1: Yeah, well, I love that you did that too, man, because I know the feeling. Like there's there, there's, always a choice and generally the choice that is made is the one that puts you into this, this potential for a tailspin and mm-hmm. at the very least puts you in a place where you're not doing what it is that you know you should do, ought to do, want to do, maybe even have verbally told other people that you're going to do. And that's when it gets... That's when it gets dangerous to the people around you because, y- y- you know, like accountability's accountability's a, a, an effective thing because it can get you to do things, but it's also effective if you're someone who cares about character, because you will see the people in your life lose respect for you if you don't do what you said to them you're going to do. So, for example, with your wives, with my wife, uh, we had a conversation two days ago where it it was brought up like. The, the 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 bank account of are you doing what you said you would do? There's been more withdrawals than deposits in the last couple of days. When it's like, okay, well, can I ask her to show me the respect that I want from my significant other that I need in order to feel certain things that I've asked her to to prioritize? Here's what I need from you to show me respect. Can I ask her to do that? Expect her to do that if I'm not doing what it is that I mm-hmm. say I'm gonna do. No, it, because that's hypocritical, and it's right. It, it it's it's unfair, and life isn't fair. Life shouldn't be fair. But the truth is, is like most of the most of the negative experience that we have in our life is happening because of the way we see ourselves. It's not because the world is the way that we see it. It's that or the world isn't the way it is. It's the way that we see it, and we see it that way because of Our internal dialogue so man when you're dialed in and when you're saying no to the burger and yes to the chicken salad because you made a commitment to do that you're going to see the world very differently and you're gonna have more gratitude and you're gonna have more patience and you're gonna feel more love because you're feeling those things for yourself and ultimately Mm. that is the thing to prioritize is how do you feel about yourself? Because when you feel a certain way about yourself, other people are going to feel that from you. Why? Not because they're telepathic, not because they saw (laughs) you order the chicken or they recognized it and said, good job, because you are overflowing with those feelings. And so we can get into as far left as you want to go with frequencies and energetics and the law of attraction. And we can go all the way to the opposite side of Andy Frazella's and David Goggins and you know, the Wes Watsons of the world that and, and, that are, that are being very direct and calling you out. It doesn't matter. Everybody's
0: really saying the same thing. It's yeah. internal. It starts there. That's where it all Yeah. Starts. 100%, man. And, and we could go for hours. Um, but let's start to land the plane a little bit here. I want to know, well, I want you to explain to the audience how they can work with you, man. The Academy of Maximized Potential. I want, I want the listeners to know where they can find you. And again, it's going to be in the show notes, but I want, to give you the opportunity to talk about your program and how you're helping men and uh, individuals all over the globe. So when I was, when I was first working with men, I thought
1: that the whole kind of kid and caboodle, man, like the whole bag of tricks needed to be thrown at them in order to get them to to where they wanted to be better relationships, more money, more freedom, more respect, more confidence. And so I thought that I needed to teach them a bunch of new skills, you know, Hey, let me teach you how to be more articulate. Let me teach you how to, how to dress better, and show up with more confidence because of those things. Let me, let me talk to you about, uh, writing down a vision and your goals and having clarity around what matters most to you all of that stuff. Mm
0: -hmm. And we
1: got to work on many of those things and clients got results. But I also noticed that a lot of guys fell off, didn't take action, weren't consuming the content. And so I took a step back and I started asking myself, like, why am I teaching these things if they're not working for most men? Mm -hmm. And I had to get honest, man, like I was selling stuff that I thought I needed to sell to make money. And I said you know what i don't feel good about that i don't want to be Mm -hmm. that guy and so i made the decision when i started amp when i launched amp that i want to sell what's working for me what's always worked for me and what's always worked for me is being in the best physical condition period during seasons when i wasn't making any money i had no credibility Being in great shape Mm -hmm. got me into a lot of rooms. It got me opportunities. When I was disciplined with what I was eating, I was better with my finances. I was not making stupid choices on the weekends with alcohol because I knew that too much alcohol led to too much overeating. I started making better choices with my finances when I was prioritizing my fitness. And when I was doing all those things, my relationships with women changed. How I dealt with women changed. And so I started to think about that as a married man, as a, as, a, as a father, and I just stripped everything away. And I said, when I'm prioritizing my health, when I'm prioritizing my fitness, my finances and my relationships are better. What is more important for men? Th- these are the only things, these are the only areas that men have hired me in the past to help them with. Their relationships fallen off or done. Mm-hmm. Their finances are all over the place their health and fitness has no, is no longer a priority. So I launched AMP to help men solve the biggest problem that men have, which is prioritizing their health and fitness, getting themselves to show up and do that part of their day, whether they feel like it or not, and to allow that momentum to change their mindset, to change the way they feel about themselves, and to spend time every single morning before or after the gym thinking through what's happening to them emotionally so that they can show up in their day and not react emotionally so they can be more stoic so they can make decisions more rationally and logically so they cannot be clouded by the decisions of the past, sedated, hung over, you know, distracted, all those things. Yeah. And so dude, what we do at AMP is simple, man. We give guys seven steps. We call it the playbook. It's seven steps to get you into the right a mental, emotional, and physical state before your day begins. So some call it a mm. morning routine. You can simplify it like that if you want, but it's much more than that, man. This is saving people's lives, saving their marriages, getting them back into the best shape. Like me, I don't know if if if, if uh, anybody would believe this, but you know, I played college and you know tasted a little pro ball. I'm in the best shape of my life at 41, and so. At the end of the day, man, it's character development and it's, it's working for guys. And it's like so fun, bro. Just to see guys having these breakthroughs and this belief, self esteem's improving confidence, all those things through the program.
0: That's awesome. You do you group calls and all that kind of good stuff to get them all together and network with each, network with each other? Yeah. The brotherhood's a piece of it. And that, that's a powerful piece. The group training mm-hmm.
1: in this environment, I think is more powerful than one-on-one and it's proven to Mm -hmm. me already. So we have a custom app, we deliver custom training and nutrition programs. And when I say custom, I do mean custom to the individual. And then we have the group coaching, which is all about accountability and following through. We do check-ins every Sunday, getting feedback from all the clients to make sure that they're on track, making adjustments when and where necessary. But generally, the guys don't need adjustments, right? Like what they really need is to just do what they're doing. And most guys are two, yeah. three weeks in and they're not seeing the results yet. So they want to change their nutrition program. They want to change their weight routine. And I'm like, bro, this is why you're not getting results because you keep changing mm. things too prematurely. We're going to continue to do exactly what we're doing and we're going to do it until we know we need to stop. So wrap your mind around forever and just show up and yeah. do it. And, <laughs> and, and, and so, and, and it's like, dang, once they string together instead of three weeks, which is what most people think is enough. I put together. Three it's weeks, not. I can go on the weekend and screw off. No, I'm talking no. Think three years. We're turning mm-hmm. this into a lifestyle. And that's why guys yeah. after 30 days are losing 20 pounds. Cause, cause those types of guys have never gone even two weeks before they fell off. Like I had one mm-hmm. guy, Josh Schleicher, come in and um, he, he shares this openly on the group call so I can share it. But he was, you know, drinking a six pack a night. He was, he was not going to the gym, not not exercising. I mean, he's five foot eight. He came in at two thirty four, bro. He was, you know, it's a little guy with a lot of weight. And, mm-hmm. and after a month, he dropped twenty eight pounds. Literally starting to see lines of his abs. They're not out, out, but you can see mm-hmm. lines in his abs. He looks like a totally different human being. Why? Dude, we got him to stop drinking. He's now over a hundred days no yeah. drinking which is a massive shift for him. But in addition to that, he started doing a bunch of, bunch of cool, cool things too. Uh, in his business, he, he was working for somebody, started his own business, something he wanted to do for years. Now he has the confidence to do it. It's amazing what happens when you prove little things like your ability to go to the gym when you said, wake up when you said. Yeah. You start thinking bigger in every area of your life. But that's why I simplified it down to these things, bro. Because like, yes, I can teach you how to sell better. Yes, I can teach you how to create a better offer and messaging that's going to resonate with an audience. I can teach you all those things, but dude, if you don't do it consistently, it's not going to make any bit of difference. If you don't commit to it and follow through on it for months and years, you're not going to get to where you want to go and you're never going to feel the way you want to feel about yourself. So that's why we created Ant, man. It's about character. It's about character development. Now that's not what we sell because nobody cares about that. Mm -hmm. That's not not sexy. Right, right. How about some
0: abs while you're at it? You feel me? yeah exactly no dude i dude um again i'm gonna have that in the notes and they can go they can click on your link they can go check it out see if there's something that they want to dive into um and if you guys are listening right now and things that nick are saying nick is saying is resonating with you i strongly encourage you to click on the link and go check them out right join his brotherhood you know learn from him and and be your best self um dude i appreciate the show i appreciate you coming on and uh dude it's been way too damn long man this is something that should have been done a long time ago but uh i'm i'm glad it did finally happen and we're here on a beautiful sunday and uh you know i'm going to go eat some lunch and hop in the pool with my 4 year old and just fuck around the rest of the day maybe go for a run tonight i don't know
1: well bro it's 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 been fun to sit back and watch i mean i appreciate you acknowledging me but dude i've been watching your growth, your commitment, your discipline, what you're doing with the podcast, the moves that you're making with social media, like the perseverance, man. Like I, I'm equally as inspired by what you're doing. Uh, I'm not surprised by any, because you just, you're a, a high character guy. And I love to see the priority around your health and fitness, because I know bro, for me, any man, you're going to experience massive, massive growth because of that commitment, man. Cause I know it's important to you. So I'm excited. To keep yeah, man. I, I
0: appreciate it, dude. I receive all that and uh, coming from you, it means, it means something. So um, anyway, guys, with that being said, check out my boy, Nick Connor, go see what he's got going on. And uh, one thing I want to leave you guys with today is something we've talked about the whole show. You know what you need to do. You know what you need to do in your relationship with your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, or your kids, you know what you need to do in your nutrition, You know what you need to do for your body. You know what you need to do spiritually. Let's make today the moment where you just actually follow through and not judge yourself if you don't have the results just yet. Mm. Let's turn this into a lifestyle. And I promise you, 30, 60, 90 days, 120 days, hell, 180 days, six months, you'll look back and you won't even recognize the person that you are because you'll be so far away from that person you were six months ago. So with that being said, guys, commit to that. Nick, once again, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. I value you. And I love you to death, man. Feelings mutual,
1: bro. Thank you for having me.
0: You got it, brother. Anytime.